Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 222 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week included Age of Empires 4 Anniversary Edition and Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon. The games coming out this week include The Making of Carteta, Sea of Stars, Agatha Christie, Hercule Poirot, The London Case, Under the Waves, Daymare 1994 Sandcastle, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shellshock, Tenebris Pictora, How to Escape, Trine 5 A Clockwork Conspiracy, Gourmet Warriors, Hexapoda, Cats and Other Lives, Dreamers, Bomb Rush, Cyberfunk, and arguably the biggest team to come to Xbox in a very, 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 very long time, Starfield. Can't believe I'm saying that. There has been an update on Xbox Game Pass this week, but not on the platform itself. Available to stream now through GeForce Now are a number of Xbox Game Pass PC titles. These include WrestleQuest, Jump Light Odyssey, Blasphemous 2, Ride 5, Age of Empires 3, 4, 1, Definitive Editions, Crusader Kings 3, Dead Cells, Deathloop, Doom 2016, Gears 5, Grounded, Mountain Blade 2, Bannerlord, No Man's Sky, Pentiment, Quake, Shadowrun, Dragonfall, Director's Cut, Stellaris, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Trackmania, Valheim, Warhammer 40,000 Darktide, Wolfenstein Youngblood, and Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Now to last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, Starfield reviews go live August 31st. Dan Stapleton at IGN writes, Today we, and reviewers everywhere, take our first steps and or giant leaps into Starfield, one of the biggest and most anticipated games in a year full of huge, highly anticipated games. If all goes according to plan, I'll have a review to post for you on August 31st at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, or 12 p.m. noon Eastern, which if you're counting down is a day before it launches for those willing to shell out for a fancy edition pre-order, and a week before it launches on Game Pass on September 6th. This is by all accounts a massive game, including the great big 100GB plus download size that you can preload on Xbox starting today. But with nearly two weeks to spend roaming the unexplored region of space, I'm feeling pretty confident about being able to see the credits roll in the story and do a fair amount of exploring and get up to the usual Bethesda RPG shenanigans before deciding on the score. I intend to spare a fair amount of time on both the PC and Series X versions to see how they compare. Well, it is real. It is very, very real. I included it as a release this week as I will be picking it up, and you can too if you pre-order the fancy edition as Dan Stapleton noted, pre-order special edition which is $35 and you get it through Game Pass and you can play it 5 days early. I'm ready. It's Labor Day weekend. I'm taking a day off on Friday to play this all day long. I have not done this on a game since The Last of Us Part 2. I mean, it has to be great, right? What is the Metacritic going to get net out to? People are going to be unusually harsh, I think, on this game because it has such high expectations, but I'm still expecting at least a 90-plus on Metacritic. I hope this game is the truth. I hope this is the next big thing for Xbox. I love space. I love the Mass Effect trilogy. I love Fallout. I don't particularly like Skyrim, but that's just because of the subject matter. Give me the sci-fi epic. I am so very excited, and it feels so surreal that this game is finally here. Number two, Microsoft now claims it's actually serious about releasing four first-party games every year. 
Eddie Makic at GameSpot writes, Back in 2019, Xbox Game Studios' Matt Booty said Microsoft wanted to release a new first-party game every three months, something the company doubled down on in 2021 and then again earlier this year. Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer is now talking about this again, telling IGN that releasing four first-party games per year was previously considered an aspiration, but now it's the actual plan. In 2023, Microsoft will deliver more than four. First-party releases so far in 2023 have included Hi-Fi Rush, Minecraft Legends, and Redfall, though Spencer said he understands if people don't want to give Xbox credit for that game given how it turned out. Microsoft's first-party output in 2023 also includes Age of Empires 4, which was just released on console, as well as Starfield and Forza Motorsport coming up soon. For 2024, Spencer said releasing at least four-party games will, quote, absolutely, end quote, happen. Quote, we have talked about it as an aspiration, now we talk about it as our plan, end quote, Spencer said. It's great to hear that this is now the plan versus an aspiration. This is what Xbox has needed for a long time. It's crazy to think about that not even six years ago we had, what, five first-party studios? Now look at the size of all the studios, how many they have, all the teams, multiple teams per studio in some cases, and we're going to be getting at least four first-party games a year? Get them in the Game Pass, plus all the third-party releases, second-party deals? It's good to be an Xbox gamer right now, and for the foreseeable future. You really just need to hit on these games now. High-performing, high-scoring, fun, unique video games. Please, Xbox, it's time. Number three, Phil Spencer reiterates there is no need for a mid-generation refresh for Xbox Series X and S right now. Adam Bankhurst and Destin Legary on IGN write, Xbox boss Phil Spencer has reiterated to IGN that there really isn't a need for a mid-generation refresh for Xbox Series X and S right now. Spencer stopped by IGN's Gamescom studio and shared why the team isn't currently working on an Xbox One XS-style mid-gen upgrade to the Xbox Series X and S. While he previously said he doesn't, quote, feel an imperative, end quote, for an updated console, he went into a bit more detail with us. Quote, no, no, we're focused right now on the increased storage for Xbox Series S, end quote, Spencer said when asked if the team had any news about some sort of mid-generation refresh for Xbox Series X and S. Quote, but no, like I said, we're kind of at the end of the beginning in my mind, so I think we need to let devs settle on this hardware and get the most out of it. But in terms of increased frame rate and increased resolution, I just look at what goes on in PC with high-end GPUs and a high-end CPU. And it's not always just about pixel count or frame resolution. I think there's lighting techniques, there's a bunch of things that go into what make a game look and feel great. And we have a ton of headroom as an industry there, end quote. I am a little disappointed to hear this, but I know I'm the exception. I'm not the casual gamer, I am the hardcore. If you wanted to put out a shiny new console every four to five years that is a mid-generation upgrade or the full one, so my games can look and play better than ever, I would love that out of a console. But I understand if I really do want that, I switch over to being a primarily PC gamer, and for me, it's just not it. I'm a console boy, through and through. Number 4. Baldur's Gate 3 coming to Xbox Series X in 2023 with a concession from Microsoft. Michael McWhorter at Polygon writes, Larian Studios will bring Baldur's Gate 3 to Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S later this year, the studio's creative director, Sven Vinicky, confirmed Thursday. That's good news for players on Xbox who have been waiting for news on the Dungeons & Dragons game, and as until recently, it seemed like they would have to wait until 2024. But Larian's making it happen with one important concession. The Xbox Series S version of Baldur's Gate 3 won't have split-screen cooperative play on the lower-powered Xbox. That feature was previously holding up content on current-gen Xbox release, but appears Microsoft is letting Baldur's Gate 3 developers bypass feature parity requirements on the Xbox Series consoles. On next, the social media platform previously known as Twitter, Vinky said that after meeting with the head of Xbox boss Phil Spencer at Gamescom, 
He was, quote, super happy to confirm, end quote, that Larian, quote, found a solution that allows us to bring Baldur's Gate 3 to Xbox players this year, still something we've been working on towards for quite some time, end quote. Added Vinicky, quote, all improvements will be there with split-screen co-op on Series X. Series S will not feature a split-screen co-op, but will include cross-save progression between Steam and the Xbox Series, end quote. Just a few weeks ago, Michael Douse, director of publishing at Larian, reinforced the technical limitations, not platform exclusivity deals, were holding up the Xbox Series X and S release of Baldur's Gate 3. Quote, we've said many times in the past, but that the issue is getting split-screen working on the Series S, which is taking more time, but is in progress, end quote, Dow said at the time. Quote, this is a huge technical hurdle, but we are unable to release the game on the ecosystem without this feature, end quote. The Series S has been at the center of a debate over the last year regarding whether the console is holding back gaming, or at the very least resulting in compromises for the Series X games. Microsoft appears to have stepped in to quiet that kind of discussion, which has only gotten louder amid Baldur's Gate 3's incredible popularity. The D&D role-playing game is already one of the most played games on Steam and has become a top-selling game on Sony's PlayStation Store, where it is available for pre-order. Baldur's Gate 3 was released on Windows PC on August 3rd and is coming to PS5 on September 6th. I gotta say I'm very happy that Xbox gave in this concession so that one of the biggest games of the year can be on Xbox platforms as soon as possible. I am turning the corner now on the Series S. I think it's a great option for gamers, but I do think Microsoft needs to remove this parity clause. I don't think developers want to put out a bad game on any platform, but I think we have to accept that some features might not be there on the lower cost console. It's just like PC gaming. Not every PC can play every game at the same resolution or frame rate. There's always going to be concessions and you need to understand what you're purchasing at the time of purchase. Developers are still going to want to have their games on as many platforms, so they're not going to make a really bad version of a game on Series S or remove major features because that just won't go over well for them. But now to miss out on this game while PS5 is going to get it on September 6th? Just not a good look for Xbox, and they're going to be missing out on millions in sales. It's sad, I hope this is a turning point for Microsoft and Xbox with their Series S and X parity clauses. And number 5, Destiny 2's The Final Shape expansion has been revealed. Tom Ivan at VGC writes, Bungie has released the reveal trailer for Destiny 2's The Final Shape expansion. Set for release on February 27th, 2024, The Final Shape is set to complete the Light and Darkness saga, which has been building since the first expansion to the original game. Quote, The Final Shape looms, a nightmarish calcification of reality into the witness's twisted design, end quote, reads the description accompanying the reveal trailer. Quote, Embark on a perilous journey into the heart of the Traveler, rally the vanguard, and end the war of light and darkness, end quote. During a Destiny 2 showcase on Tuesday, Bungie also revealed plans to replace the game's current seasonal structure with an episodic one. Quote, what's really important about episodes is that it's a really big shakeup to what we've been doing, end quote, said assistant game director Robbie Stevens. Quote, instead of providing four seasons a year, you're going to get three larger episodes. Quote, and so the first three episodes in this coming year are called Echoes, Revenant, and Heresy, coming right after the final shape. And the theme for the year is going to be all about consequences and aftermath of the final shape, end quote. Bungie, which was acquired by Sony last year for $3.6 billion, announced in May that it's developing a new marathon game. The company also released three marathon titles in the 1990s before Glider going on to create Halo and Destiny among some other series. Its first completely new project in over a decade is a sci-fi PvP extraction shooter in development for PS5, Series X, and S, and PC with full cross-play and cross-save. This is... mildly exciting? I'm a huge Destiny player, and when I say huge is I usually come in for the major expansions, play a couple seasons, and then fall off, unfortunately. I did not play the last season, I have not even booted up the new season, 
but I gotta see this thing through, so I will be there day one for the final shape. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and we've touched on this before, but I always think it's interesting to go back and look at all the games a specific publisher has published. And given it is the Starfield early release week, let's talk about the games that Bethesda Softworks have published since their creation. 1988 to 1992, Wayne Gretzky Hockey. 1990 to 96, The Terminator series. 1994 to the present, The Elder Scrolls series. 1998, Symbicome. 98, Zero Critical. 2000 to 2006, IHRA Drag Racing series. 2003 to 2006, The Pirates of the Caribbean series. 2005, Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth. 2006 to 2007, the Star Trek series. 2008 to the present, Fallout series. Wet in 2009. Rogue Warrior in 2009. The Rage series from 2010 to 2019. Brink, 2011. Hunted the Demon's Forge, 2011. Dishonored series from 2012 to the 2017. Doom series, 2012 to present. Wolfenstein series, 2014 to the present. The Evil Within series, 2014 through 2017. 2017 Prey, 2021's Deathloop, 2022's Ghostwire Tokyo, then in 2023, Hi-Fi Rush, Redfall, and now Starfield. I cannot wait. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox in 10 podcast, a weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow all social media at Xbox in 10. This past week, I haven't had too much time to play, so it's been Bedtime, Logitech, G Cloud, Vampire Survivors, if you have not played this game, just play it. Give it a couple of rounds. Go through some progression. Get some unlocks. It is helplessly addicting. It is so much fun. And it is nearly a perfect video game in which you barely use any buttons. It's wild. My name is Brian Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Rosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.